Good to see you all. I was talking to some people this week and they reminded me of just how wonderful it is sometimes just to rest in the Lord and let the Lord take care of your problems. And so I went through the Bible and I was looking for this word rest. And so if you'll be turning your Bible to Genesis chapter 2, I'd like to have prayer first, especially for Eddie Montoto. Um, they were going to do a procedure yesterday, but they never got to it. And so I don't know exactly, but I do know he's having a hard time breathing. So we need to really remember him. And Mrs. Pitts called me and thanked me, and Ronnie Shelley thanked me for the cards and, and the gifts. And, and Mrs. Pitts said, you don't know what it meant to them, uh, for the, the card that everybody signed and, and the gifts that were sent. And uh, I just wanted you to know it. She wanted everybody to know how much she loves you. But please pray for Brother Pitts. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I ask you in Jesus' name that you'll be with us today. Watch over and keep us. Bless everybody that comes today. Bless those that's here and now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Genesis chapter 2. And I'm going to begin to read verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God ended His work which He had made, and He rested on the seventh day from all His work which He had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it He had rested from all His work which, it, which God created and made. Father, we ask You to bless Your Word now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. First of all, I want to make sure that we understand uh, God can't get tired, all right? He wouldn't be God if He got tired. That's not what this means at all. It just means that He finished His work and like we would finish a job and sit down and look at it. I used to build fireplaces and I love to build fireplaces and the stone and everything that goes on the front of a fireplace is what makes a fireplace and the mantle and everything. And I, 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 some of the most beautiful fireplaces made out of all kind of stone. And I'd get tired and get finished with it. But when I completely finished with it, I like to sit down and just look at it a few minutes. And I think that that's the same thing that God is getting to us here that he had finished all that he had intended to make, he created, and he just sat down and admired it, if you could put it in that sense. Now, here from here on, the law of thermodynamics is in effect. This law says that energy can be changed from one form to another, but it cannot be created or destroyed. Anything that God had made, uh, God created. Everything that's been created, God created. Man cannot create anything. And so he is simply, uh, in the energy that God had made, uh, he created everything that ever will be created. Now, uh, the energy can be changed, but it can't be created. So everything that God intended on this earth was created when God finished in Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2. 
is the complete account of the creation by God. Notice the word of angels is not mentioned here. Job 38, verses 4 through 7, and many Bible scholars talk about angels and the creation of angels. Now, many believe on the first day God created uh, others uh, believe on the fourth day when the stars were created that's when the angels were created I don't know the Bible doesn't say about angels but I do know that God created angels Genesis chapter 2 and look at verse 7 with me a minute now Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7 and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed in his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul now, six things to be noted about Adam here. He was made in the image of God and possessed the highest kind of life. Plant life possessed unconscious life. Animal life possessed conscious life. Man alone possessed self-conscious life. Man is the only creature that God made that can eat of the fruit of the earth and look upward towards God and give Him thanks for it. Uh, God created both eater and the food, if you would, plant. No animal or plant can do that. Now, Genesis 1, verse 28, man was to subdue the earth and fill it. Now, man was encouraged to enjoy the tree of life and all other trees except one. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 17, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 19, man was to name all the animals. In Genesis 2, 18 through 25, man was given a wife. Then in the first of three great institutions was given to man by God, that of marriage, that of human government, Genesis chapter 9, that of the church in Matthew chapter 16. In Genesis chapter 2, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 21 through 24, is recorded uh, two or four methods used by God to bring human beings into the world. A man without mother or father, that's Adam. A woman without a mother, that's Eve. She was made out of man. A man without a father was Christ. And individuals having both fathers and mothers, all other human beings. Now, we're living in a day and time that uh, I think there's the craziest things in the world that I've ever heard mentioned in my life saying that a man can have a child as same as a woman can. No, God gave the four ways of bringing a human being into this world and it's given right here beginning in Genesis chapter 2 and then he carries it on all the way to the birth of Christ which was born by a virgin. And so on. That'll never be again. There's nothing else, no other way to bring life into this world but by those four means. Now, we can learn a lot by contrasting and comparing these uh, things. The book of Genesis is full of typical pictures, prophetic foreknowledges, and the practical lessons. Genesis chapter 2, verse 9. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight, and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, 
and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, notice the word, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Acts chapter 5, verse 30 says, The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom he slew and hanged on a tree. In 1 Peter 2.24, Who his own self bore our sins in his own body on a tree. Did you ever stop to think why was the cross of Christ called a tree? I believe it was because the Holy Spirit wanted men to compare these two trees in the garden and in the cross. The first tree was planted by God. Genesis chapter 2 verse 9. God planted that tree. The second tree, the tree of which Christ was nailed, was planted on Golgotha's hill by man. Matthew 27 verse 35. And they crucified him. God's hands created the first tree. Man's hands created the second tree. Did you ever know? notice how that if man tries to create something that he always messes it up? One of the craziest things, that's one of the craziest animals that's on the face of the earth is a mule. Man tried to crossbreed a horse and, and a donkey and he ended up with a mule. That's the hard-headedest thing in the world and uh, anything that man messes with, he messes it up. And so God created the first tree, man created the second tree, but the first tree was planted pleasant to the eyes. Uh, Genesis chapter 3, and look with me please in uh, verse 6. Verse 6. Genesis chapter six, uh, 3 and verse 6. And when, when, the, when the woman saw the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Now, what I want to show you here is the first tree was pleasant to the eyes. Uh, again, the beauty of that tree must have been something. But the second tree, the cross, everything here is hellish and repulsive. The sufferings of the Savior, the vulgar crowd, the two thieves, the flowing blood, the three hours of darkness, nothing here is pleasant to be looked on. They said of Jesus on the tree, they saw in him no beauty that it should be desired of him. The first tree, uh, God forsook, uh, forbade man to eat of it. The second tree, uh, what a difference is, but the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. Uh, but the second tree, God invites man, taste and see the Lord is good. All things are ready, come. That's the cross. Position of man is reversed. Man is commanded not to eat of the first tree, He's commanded of God to eat of the second tree. Now, because God forbid men not to eat of the first tree, Satan used every device he could to get him to eat of the tree. Now, because God invites man to eat of the second tree, Satan uses all the powers to prevent men from eating of the second tree. The eating of the first tree brought sin and death. Genesis chapter 2, verse 17. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. 
Now, it was by eating of the first tree that brought the the curse of sin on man and all its miseries. It is eating of the second tree, the cross, that brings life and salvation. Listen to this. This is a very confusing verses to a lot of people, but that's what he's talking about. John chapter 6, verse 53 and verse 54. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink of his blood, you have no life in you. Whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood has eternal life. Now I want to show you something. There is denominations, such as the Catholic denomination and others, not just them, but think by a priest asking the blessing over a cup of wine and a wafer that that, fle- that wafer actually becomes the body and the blood, the, the wine of the Lord Jesus Christ, and they invite people to come and partake of that, and they use these verses uh, to say that that's what you're doing. That's not what it is. It's typified. By the act of eating, man lost his spiritual life. But by the eating of the, by faith, God receives life everlasting. He's simply saying you've got to take Jesus into you. And if you don't take Jesus into you, in John chapter 6, verse 53 and verse 54, you're none of His. And so when we receive Christ by faith, that's taking Jesus into you. That's eating of Him. Adam, the thief, through eating of the first tree, was turned out of paradise. The repentant thief on the cross by Christ, though, through eating of the second tree, the Lord Jesus entered into paradise. Now note how both trees were alike. Both trees were planted in the garden. The first tree in the Garden of Eden. The second tree in John 19, verse 44, verse 41. Now is in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden. Both the first Adam died specially in a garden. The second Adam, Christ, died in the garden for the lost. In connection with both trees is the words, in the midst. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 9, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. John 19, verse 18 said, where they crucified him and two other with him on either side, one, and Jesus in the midst. And so if you look at the typology that's given, you can see the contrast of the two trees. Both are trees of knowledge of good and evil. We know about the first tree. What about the second tree? At the cross, there we see the goodness incarnate of God. At the cross, we see the holiness of God displayed as nowhere else. At the cross, we see the mighty grace of God on display. At the cross, we see the unfathomable love of God revealed. Yet, you all see, also see the awfulness of man and his sinful nature. Demonstrated there, hanging on a cross. The innocent one for the evil one. The blood crying out for forgiveness. Notice the first tree, Genesis chapter 3 verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wife, she took of the fruit of thereof and did eat. The second tree, the cross, 
is surely good for food also. It is good for the food of the soul. It is pleasant to the eyes of faith. We see by faith our sins blotted out. I never will forget right after I got saved. I said, I wish I'd have been there to, when they come after Jesus in the garden. I'd have fought for him. I'd have done anything to keep him from taking him. And then after I got saved and realized what Jesus did on the cross, no, I wouldn't have stopped him for anything. He went to the cross for me. He finished my work of salvation. Amen. And what a pleasant sight to look upon then. If you look if you look at the cross with a natural eye, what a terrible sight it is. But if you look at the cross with a spiritual eye, what a great scene to look upon. God dying for our sins. Amen. And it is a tree to be desired to make one wise. Did you know the preaching of the cross of Christ is not only the power of God, but also the wisdom of God? I laughed at, I mean, I, I was reading a, a biography and I forgot what great preacher it was. I don't remember if it was Moody or which one. And they always said that Dr. Moody would take a verse in the Bible, any verse, and he would read that verse and then he'd make a beeline for the cross. Every time he preached, he preached about the cross. No matter what verses of Scripture he used, he always went back to the cross. You know why? That's where the gospel is. It's at the cross. That's where everything good for man is. At the cross. And you think about that tree in the garden. It must have been some kind of tree. But God said, don't eat of it. The second tree, what a great tree that is. The cross. And God invites men to eat of it. Genesis chapter 3 verse 17. The tree is linked directly with the curse. In Genesis 40, verse 19, Joseph interpreted the baker's dream and said, Within three days shall Pharaoh lift up the head from off thee and shall hang thee on a tree. In Joshua 8, verse 29, And the king of Ai was hanged on a tree until evening tide. In Esther chapter 2, verse 23, And when the accusation was made of the matter, it was found out, therefore they were both hanged on a tree. In Galatians 3 verse 17, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, that it is written, Cursed everyone that hangeth upon the tree. Did you know that Jesus took the curse of sin for you and I on the cross? In Genesis 18 verses 1 through 4, Abraham, under the cross of Calvary, finds rest. Now this is what I wanted to get to. Genesis 18 verse 8. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and set it before them and he stood by them under the tree and they did eat. Eating is a symbol of communion. Under the cross we have sweet communion with the Lord. Under the cross we have fellowship with God our Father. First is rest. Second is eating or fellowship. In Exodus 15, verses 23 and through 25, when Israel reached Moriah, they could not drink of the water of Moriah, for they were bitter. And Moses cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast in the waters, the waters were made sweet. 
at the cross of Calvary, Jesus went down into the place of death and sweetened death for us and took the sting of death for us, according to 1 Corinthians 15, verse 56. Now, as we travel through this wilderness journey, it's the cross that makes our daily living waters that are made sweet. When we enter into the sufferings of His death upon the cross. One other thing, now listen very clearly. Number one, the tree is seen in scriptures as a place of the curse. Number two, the tree is seen as the place where rest is found. Number three, the tree is seen as the ground of communion. Fourth, the tree is seen as the principle of the believer's daily life. Everything that we need is seen in the cross of Christ Jesus. I don't know about you, but I get tired of life itself. I just do. I, I, I want to go to heaven here once in a while. I want to get out of this mess. I just like to rest a little bit. <coughs> and every time God reminds me, you can have rest right here if you want it. Learn to rest in the Lord. I mean, just completely rely on the Lord. Learn to rest on Him. He'll take care of it. Amen? You know why one of the privileges I have as a preacher is going to the hospital, especially before this COVID thing took place, and before I couldn't get in to see everybody I wanted to see, I used to go to the hospital and I'd see all kinds, you name it. I went to see one man one time, and I don't know what he had, but you couldn't even touch the hairs on his arm that he would scream in pain. And I never forget seeing people like that, but I always had a message for every one of them, no matter what the condition was in. Jesus loves them. Jesus will take care of you. Whatever you're going through right now, you can rest in the Lord. You might not be able to rest in my words, but there's one thing for sure. No matter what you're going through in this world right now, you can rest in the Lord. It's going to be all right. God will take care of you. All of that's in the tree of the cross of Christ. Amen? Father, bless your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much.